Hi guys, this is your host, Miss Anonymous. You are now checked into the rehab. Hope you're having an absolutely amazing first seven months of the year. Um, hope life is treating you oh so, so, so well. And hope you're making the most out of the wonderful weather that we've been enjoying. So today's topic is going to be how to create balance in relationship. And I really want to talk about this topic because there's, I mean, when you think about us being human beings, our entire life is just basically about relationships. Um, that can be with our pet, which are, with our family, with our friends, with our colleagues, with our extended network, and certainly in a love relationship. So, it's so important to learn how to balance the different um, scales that you have with different, different people. Because I don't think most people take a step back to realize how complex life really is. I mean, pause and think about your own life for a second. How many different relationships are you juggling? And I don't mean multiple partners, although if that's your thing, then, you know, great for you. But I'm talking about, think about the different roles that you play in life. Maybe you're a mother. Maybe you're a father. Maybe you're, you have a sibling. Maybe you have multiple siblings. And then even if you have multiple siblings, I'm sure your relationship with each one of those siblings is different. Then introduce the extended family and friends and coworkers. And the really fascinating thing is that you are the same person in each and every one of these scenarios. It's you. You are the person that has all of these relationships that you are maintaining simultaneously with different, different types of people. And in each relationship, there's different things that you're bringing to the table different things that the other person's bringing to the table and then you're doing this delicate dance of am i happy are they happy what am i putting into the relationship what am i getting out of that relationship and we do this every single day and we don't even realize how much work we're doing just juggling all of these things and i'm not even talking about responsibilities add that into the mix Add your job, add your business, add your career, add your passion, add your hobby. And then that whole balance with time management is a whole different topic for another day. But think about how complicated your life really is. And we haven't even gotten into the big stuff. And we do this every single day, almost as if it's second nature to us. Now, some roles are defined and that make the expectations a bit easier. For example, if you are the father of a, a kid, I would hope at least that there are certain responsibilities that you will take on for your child. Same thing if you're a mom or if you are a sibling or if you are the child and the relationship is with your parents. Certain relationships come with almost pre-set of rules. Now, everybody doesn't follow those rules and those rules can be different between um, different types of families, between different cultures, uh, between different economic standings. 
But nonetheless, they do provide some sort of guideline on what the expectation is of us in that interaction and what's the expectation from the other person. This is probably the simplest form of relationship because it comes with some sort of a guide. Now, back in the traditional days, uh, the biblical times, when relationships, as in you and a partner, those were more easily defined. They also came with a set of rules. Um, I mean, if we're going really back to biblical times, you probably didn't have a choice. You were married off to someone else. Maybe you were traded in for a goat or a cow if you're a woman. And that's it. That was your husband. You were their wife, vice versa. And that came with a set of rules. The women are staying at home. The men are going outside and working. The women are just popping out kids, hopefully not one after the other. And men are out there making a living. And it made things simpler. I wouldn't say better because everything has benefits and drawbacks, but it made things simpler because those relationships were more defined. And the expectation was set partly because of the society that you were raised in, partly because of religion, partly because of culture. So all of those things basically told you this is how you behave in a relationship. And if you swayed from your role, there were family, there was a community, there was society judging you, reprimanding you, and then of course there was your partner. And in some ways, we've moved leaps and bounds forward. But in that journey of getting ahead, there's also so much complexity that's been introduced to relationships because now relationships are not traditional, they're not defined. People sort of set, bring up and create their own set of rules. So that guide that existed, that social police that existed really isn't there because people wanted to break barriers and they wanted to try different things. And in a lot of ways, it moved us as a world and as a society forward. However, with every benefit, there's some sort of trade-off. And the trade-off in this situation is that because the relationships are so loose and unscripted and don't follow traditional guidelines, that means the balance between the relationship can get tipped off very, very easily. And as, as I started the podcast by saying, think about how many different relationships you have in your day-to-day -day life. How many different hats you're wearing of the people that you're interacting with, people that you care about, people that you want to make sure that you continue maintaining that relationship. So there's that set and then introduce the complexities into your personal love life and your love relationship and oh boy. So that is what we're going to talk about in today's topic. How do you maintain that balance? And I'm going to talk about it in the sense of how do you maintain a balance in any relationship? And take everything that I'm saying, apply it to your situation, whether you want to talk, think about love, where, where, whether you want to work on a relationship that's outside of that, you decide. But today we're just going to sort of talk about how to create that balance, what are some of the things that are important, and hopefully if you're not in a place where you feel that there is balance in your relationship, 
hopefully you can walk away from today's podcast having learned how to deal with that and how to change some of those things. And the reason why it's so important to have balance in relationships is happiness, point blank. When people are not content in their relationships, oftentimes it's because they feel that they're giving too much. Um, rarely do they think that they're taking too much, but it can happen where the guilt seeps in and you feel that your um, partner, and that's the context I'm going to talk uh, about in today's podcast, that your partner might be doing more. And maybe that's the guilt that's seeping into your relationship. So let's get right into it. Now, most relationships don't start off unbalanced because in the beginning, people want to put their best foot forward. So when you meet someone, you start talking to them, you start dating them and I always say this to people that is the absolute best version that you will see of that person at least initially and what do I mean by that think about us meeting somebody new for the very very first time now assuming that that person likes you or is attracted to you or is interested in pursuing with you you will see the best version of them The way that they behave towards you, the way that they treat you, the way the first couple of weeks will be, you will think that this person is perfect and hold on to that feeling (laughs) because very few people will say the same thing. Fast forward one year, fast forward two years. Now, there's benefits on the flip side. The longer that you are in a relationship with someone, Obviously, you know that person a lot better. The person knows you a lot better. Hopefully, you're more comfortable with that person. And I'm, I'm assuming you've built some sort of a life or you have some sort of a future with this person that you're continuing to invest in them. So that's the benefit long term of being with someone. But in the, the short term, you get the best version of that person. And how many times have you found yourself just thinking, oh my God, this is it this is the person that I've been waiting for. No one else was quite like them. I'm so happy I met them. And slowly, as time goes on, there's little things that you start to notice about that that person. I always like to envision almost like a perfect puzzle that's already put together or a painting where it's absolute perfection. Everything in this picture or if you're putting together a puzzle is immaculate you can't find anything wrong with it but then if you look closely enough there's slight imperfections that you'll start to realize and it's the same thing of relationships you see as much as we want to put our best foot forward um, that doesn't mean that we can sustain it so sooner or later people's personalities will shine through Because now that initial quote-unquote honeymoon stage has passed and now they're more comfortable or you're more comfortable and you get to slowly start to see who this person really is. So most often than not, there will be one person that's putting a bit more effort into pursuing the relationship. That's probably the person that really wants the relationship or really wants the other person. And the other person might be just sitting back and kicking it. Very rarely is it that two people pursue each other to the same degree. I mean, personally, I've never seen that happen. There's usually one person that has more of an interest that will take the lead. 
And another person that isn't necessarily disinterested, but isn't sold on the idea of being with this individual or being in a relationship. So automatically, you're starting the relationship that is slightly imbalanced because the person that really wants the relationship will obviously be putting in a lot more effort, whether that effort is in the form of communication or making plans or showering the person with the gift or doing things that they know the other person will like. There's one that will put more effort. Now, the effort could be maybe 5% more or 10% more, or in cases when one person's just not interested at all, the other person doing all the work, which means they're putting 100% of the effort and the other person's just kicking back and chilling. So, Right off the bat, you have the scale that's unbalanced in your relationship. Now, this is fairly common. And in a normal, healthy relationship, at some point, those scales will get balanced. If you've listened to one of my other podcast episodes, I often talk about that a relationship is never going to be 50-50 in the same sense, which basically means that if you think you will do X thing for that person X amount of time, they will also do that same X thing for you for the same amount of time. That's usually not how the balance in relationship happens. The balance in relationship is when both people put in the effort and they could put in the effort in different ways where one person's strength might be to do X, Y, and Z. Your strength might be to do this, this, and that. But together, you're both putting equal effort into the relationship, even though you're both bringing two different things to the relationship. That in itself will be a balanced relationship. Sometimes it's also that one partner prefers to do certain things or prefers to take the lead in certain things. And that's sort of what the other person needs because either they don't have the skill set or they don't want to be bothered with that thing. So they're more than happy to fall back and let the other person take the lead. But in other situations, that person that's falling back is now stepping up because they're really great at doing this, this, and that. And the first person that was initially putting the effort for the said thing now gets to fall back. So you see how balance exists, even though balance doesn't mean that you're always doing or putting in the same effort in the same thing. Because oftentimes that's not required. And hopefully, if you're getting into relationships with people, um, again, plural or singular, you are being with somebody that makes up for, I don't want to say shortcomings, because I think people are just perfect in however way they are, but areas where you can use the help or areas where you would like to improve certain things in your life. And this doesn't necessarily have to be things that you do. This can also be maybe you want to live a fulfilling life and you want to be with someone that is spiritual, that has that outlook and that can spiritually raise your vibration and bring you to that level. So it's not always tangible things that make us feel balanced in relationships. And the biggest thing about finding and creating the balance in your relationship is you knowing what you want. That's the first step. It's very easy to notice 
if you're not happy in a relationship or if you don't feel that a relationship is balanced because as time will pass, there's certain things that you will find frustrating or you will find annoying. And when you start to notice that this is a pattern and it's not just a one-off thing, it's something that this person does repeatedly and you feel that it's not fair and fair being the operative word to you, that's when there's an imbalance in relationship. Because it doesn't matter what the world thinks about your relationship. It doesn't matter what people in your circle think about your relationship. What really matters is how you feel in that relationship. Because as I mentioned, there's so many different types of relationships um, where maybe the other people on the outside don't get it, but there's some sort of need and that need could be whatever. Maybe you like to be slapped a hundred times and that's what makes you happy in a relationship. And you need someone that actually does the slapping to you. (laughs) Now this is a totally wild example, but the point being what your need is, it's between you and that person. The world doesn't need to know what your need is. However, if that need is not being met and if you don't feel that you're getting treated, quote unquote, fairly, then your frustration, your anger, your unhappiness is something that will be visible to the outside world. And oftentimes we know. We know when things are not right. We know when we've reached our breaking point. Because if someone has a habit and it kind of annoys you, but you can deal with it, then you know that you're not going to reach that point. But there's certain other things that you may want in a relationship that maybe this person provided in the beginning because they put their best foot forward, but then maybe they just stop putting in the effort. They stop trying. They stop making you a priority. And then when you start to feel that the situation is not fair to you, you start to evaluate what are you putting into the relationship and what are you getting out of the relationship. And today's episode really focuses about that stage, about that point, about that realization. Because that's the moment when you really feel that what I'm getting out of this is not enough. And it's not, again, quote unquote, fair in terms of what I'm putting into the relationship. So once you've had that moment and you will know what your moment is and when it will come, The way that you handle that moment and the way that you talk about this moment with your partner is really what determines the future of your relationship. Now, I will say one thing. Sometimes we meet some really, really great people. They could be absolutely wonderful and phenomenal and best looking to us in every way, shape or form. But that doesn't mean that they're perfect for us. That just means that you have the ability to recognize certain traits in a person and appreciate them. And you're mature enough to realize that there's nothing wrong with this person per se, but the two of us together don't really stick. And that's something else we're also going to talk about in today's episode. How do you create that balance? And then if that balance doesn't get created, how do you handle that situation? So let's start off with creating that balance. Once you've had that aha moment that your relationship is in balance, it'll be tied into your unhappiness and your frustration and a slew of other emotions that are just not pleasant. Initially, we as people, because we care about someone and this is a close 
maybe intimate relationship, we don't want to feel the way that we feel. So there's that initial period of denial where you think to yourself, well, this is really not that big of a deal. Maybe I'm blowing stuff out of the proportion or worse, maybe this will just go away and it'll solve itself. Oftentimes it doesn't. Now, if you're really, really lucky, maybe it's something that took place because something was going on in someone's life and that changed their behavior or that required their attention and that situation's been solved and then your relationship is back on track. But oftentimes, that's not the case because when people start to feel this way, it's not an overnight realization. It's not you wake up the next day and you say, wow, yesterday that person didn't do this, this, and this and that made me feel X, Y, and Z, so I don't think this is a fair relationship. No, it's usually something that you think about over time. And the more time passes, the more you think about, does this make sense to me or does it not make sense to me? Or am I happy in this situation or am I not happy in this situation? And the most difficult decision is perhaps if you really love the person, but then there's certain aspects of them that are sort of deal breakers for you. And you don't want to lose the relationship, but you don't know what to do to fix it. So the first thing I would suggest for you to do is talk to the person. Lay it all out, but talk in a way where it's not confrontational. It's not in a tone where you're accusing the person of doing something to you intentionally. Because here's the reality. Sometimes people do things and they have no idea how it's being perceived from the other standpoint. They might just be doing it, not even realizing that it's bothering you or you're not happy with it or you want something to be changed. So always give people the benefit of that doubt. Give them the benefit of just realizing that, okay, maybe this person has no clue of how I feel. And it's your responsibility to share that with them. Because you can't expect someone to read your mind, although that would be great. You can't expect someone to just read your mind and solve a situation. It's our responsibility to communicate how we feel. It's our responsibility to be very direct of what do we want as an outcome. The issue with some of these conversations is, let's say you make it to that stage. You've now had the realization, the aha moment of you're not happy. And you're not happy with this, this, and this. Or you don't think that this, this, and this is fair to you. If all you're doing is just venting and complaining about how it's not fair to you and how you're not happy with it and you don't want to deal with it and you cannot believe this person keeps doing this to you over and over again, when you've not had a initial conversation with them, then you cannot expect a certain outcome as a result because all you're doing is venting and although it's great to vent just us venting doesn't mean that there's a resolution to the situation because oftentimes when we're venting we start accusing people of doing this or doing that and the person on the other end at some point will just shut down because nobody wants to be a bad guy in anyone's story although if you know me I firmly believe We're bad guys in someone's story, someone out there. But the point is, if all you're doing is venting and you're thinking that that venting is going to lead to an outcome, it probably isn't. It's just going to lead to one fight after another fight after another fight. 
So when you have the conversation with that person, with your partner, be very cool, calm, and collected. Pick a day where your day is actually going pretty well. You're happy about certain things because that will get reflected in the tone when you address this. And you should address this. You shouldn't wait a year, two years, five years to have this conversation. You should have this conversation when you feel that emotionally you've pulled yourself together, you've thought about this enough, and more importantly, you have thought about how you want this balance to be created again. So part one of the conversation is, this is how I feel, this is how I think that I want to be in this relationship, this is what I would like from you. So notice none of those words are passive aggressive. They're not words that you're using to accuse the other person. You're simply sharing how you feel. And you're leaving room in that conversation for the other person to jump in. And it really should be a conversation. It shouldn't be you just going blah, 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 and then exiting the room. It really should be a conversation of you saying, this is where I'm at, this is how I feel, and pause. And the pause is so important because you're giving your partner the opportunity to digest everything that you've said, process it all, collect their thoughts, and then you're giving them the floor to respond. So this way, if maybe they did something that they weren't even aware of and it was unintentional, you're giving them the opportunity to explain themselves before you take the conversation any further. Now, if your partner says, I had no idea that you felt this way or I'm so sorry that I did this to you, I had no intention of doing it, but I'm glad you said it to me, those are all positive words that you want to hear in a conversation. Because that means that your partner is appreciating the fact that you came to them, that you're having the conversation. And that also means that your partner will be open to working on a resolution. On the flip side, if you have this conversation with your partner and your partner takes the defense route, then that's your time to say, okay, we'll we'll talk about this later. I'm going to give you time to process it. End the conversation right then and there. Because if they're being defensive, they're not really going to listen to anything else that you're going to say. In that case, leave, give them some time to think about it. And then depending on on the relationship that you have with this person, maybe give them a day or two or wait for them to reach out to you. And then when they do, then you resume the conversation. Because now they've also had the time to process it. Because sometimes what ends up happening is... Maybe we think that this conversation is a long time coming, but our partner might be totally blindsided and this is their first reaction to go on defense. So if that's the case, like I said, pause, tell them you'll talk about it later, give them time to think about it, then regroup and then continue the conversation. So the next part of the conversation, whether you're in scenario A or B, is going to be where you talk about the resolution. Every relationship that you have in life will have complexities, will have problems, will have challenges. But that's not the important part. The important part is how do you overcome all of these things? 
Because if you do successfully overcome all of these things, you can strengthen your relationship with that person. And if you don't, obviously, then the relationship gets severed. So the second part of your conversation should be about strengthening that relationship. And as I initially mentioned, before you have this talk, be prepared with what it is that you want. What is your resolution? What would make you feel balanced and make you think that the relationship is fair and would make you happy? And then that part of the conversation needs to be something like, I would really appreciate if you did this, this, and this. Or I would be very happy if you did X, Y, and Z. Or, and it doesn't have to be things. It can be the way that somebody treats you. It can be the responsibilities that they shared with you. It can be the fact that they asked for your input in different decisions. Whatever resolution it is, because now when you think about unhappiness usually lies in two parts. The first part of unhappiness is whatever has happened, it makes you unhappy. It's that emotion. So it's something that you do not like. The second part of happiness or rather this would be like the journey to happiness. The first part is what it is that doesn't work for you that you don't like. The second part is what would make you happy? What would make this situation whole? And that's basically the, the magic of creating balance in relationships. Yes, the scales have tipped. You know why the scales have tipped. But how do you want to bring the scales back together? What can your partner do to make sure that you guys are good? And when you're making this um, request of them, be fair. You can't say somebody, uh, you can't tell somebody to be like, okay, you did this, this, and this to me for five years. Now I'm going to beat you for the next two hours. And that's how I will feel great. No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe mentally or like this would make me happy. But no, we don't condone uh, violence on this podcast. That's on a different ch channel. Uh, all right, coming back to this. So you want to make sure that your resolution is something that will make you happy and try to be, here's the magic word for today, fair. Because if you feel a certain type of way when you think that your partner is not being fair to you, I would hope that you don't want to give your partner the same feeling. So whatever it is, whatever the resolution is, have a conversation about it. When you have shared and said, I would like for you to, I would love it would make me happy. Whatever that next step is, pause after you've shared it. Pause, give your partner the time to digest it, and then give them the floor. Find out their thoughts on it. Is that something that they're willing to do? Now, here's the trick. If you suggest something and your partner's super eager to make that happen, that could mean one out of two things. Either they don't think that it's a big deal, what you're asking them. It's a minor adjustment in their life and they're happy to make it. Or they just want to get back on good terms with you. So they're very eager to accept whatever it is that you're proposing. Now, the true test of where they're serious will come the next time the same situation arises. So tread carefully in this. Because obviously, if you're in a relationship with pers a person, I would assume that they love you and they don't mean to hurt you. So, yes, they want to remedy the situation. They want to get back to that happy place with you again. But don't be so eager to jump back in so easily. Tread carefully and be slow with it. Because that way, 
let's say if the person said, I agree to doing this. If you move in that direction slowly and cautiously, the person will also pick up on the fact that you don't 100% believe them. You're giving them the benefit of the doubt, but you don't 100% believe that they will actually follow through on their promise. This means that psychologically, they think now that they have something to prove to you. And no, the issue hasn't totally gone away. The issue is just tabled and it may come back again. So you're giving them time to not only come to terms with you about whatever it is that you guys agree on, but also to come in terms and in time with themselves. And that is super important because a habit takes 21 days to make or break. So if someone's telling you, yes, 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 I will do this tomorrow and it'll be done. If you want that behavior to be a habit, it needs to be something that's reinforced time and time again. And that is why you should be cautious in how that goes forward. Now, assuming, I mean, one scenario would be that they do this, they rectify the behavior. You guys are back to your happy place. Woohoo! The crowd goes wild and everything is awesome in your life, at least in this aspect. The other side of the situation can be that they make these promises and then they don't uphold them, which means now your frustration is even more because you're already upset about not them not doing x y and z but now the fact that they said that they would fix it and then they didn't fix it is making you even more upset so in that situation just rinse and repeat the same thing where if they have fallen back on their promise then you reset you reset where you talk about the the issue but don't do it from a nagging perspective start the conversation by saying this was something that we previously discussed and we agreed upon. I expressed to you my frustration with this, this, and this. I suggested that we handle it like this, this, and this. You agreed and you said you would do this, this, and this. Hold them accountable for what they said they would do. And I hate to, to be so formal about this, but human behavior can change at any moment if you want to condition someone to act a certain type of way then you have to train them to act that way because somebody's bad behavior takes just as long as somebody's good behavior to form so you have to be firm because it can be that your partner thinks that oh okay you were mad about that situation but now it's passed and now they can just revert back to how they were but if you were upset about it the first time it's obviously a big deal to you so you have to stick to your guns and you have to hold them accountable and and there's one thing that i will suggest which you can do or not do but sometimes when people write things out like let's say you had a disagreement and that sort of triggered something in the relationship that you don't like that you don't think is fair and you want to talk about it the person says, yes, I've, I can do this. I can vouch for this. Sometimes by writing it out, getting that person to sign and you signing psychologically makes it real, makes it more binding. Now, obviously, it's just a piece of paper that you're writing this on. It's not an official document. But that whole act of putting it down, reading it, then signing it makes it a bit more commitment-like. Where on the receiving end, if someone's thinking, oh, this person's just going to forget, we'll go back to how we were. In their mind, just doing this process makes it 
a bit more official. Now you don't have to do this. It obviously depends on your relationship, but sometimes that can help reinforce behavior because if that person doesn't follow through, you bring out that piece of paper and that's evidence that the conversation happened. You both agreed to it. Then that person can't say, no, this is not what I meant or no, I don't remember agreeing to it. So that's just one thing that you guys can try, but you know, depending on your relationship, it doesn't make sense for everyone. But if you are in the type of relationship where you do need to hold your person more accountable because they follow, they fall back on promises and they don't follow through, then this is one way to remedy that. So let's now talk about what happens if you have this conversation with that person, you are frustrated about something, you have this conversation and the person doesn't see anything wrong with it. So fine, you give them some time, you want to regroup and the person still doesn't see anything that's wrong with it. At that point, you basically have two choices. If you're going to continue being in this relationship, you have to accept that this person may not give you the type of relationship or the type of balance in a relationship that you're seeking. Um, Either it can be that they just don't want to or they don't have the ability to do it because they don't see things from your perspective or, or their idea of a relationship is different. So in that situation, you have a hard choice to make where if you're going to continue the relationship, the relationship is going to be just this. The relationship will be you're not happy about this, this, and this. The person doesn't see themselves doing anything wrong about it. Therefore, they don't want to do anything to fix it. So if you're going to continue staying in that relationship, then that's your relationship. You can't be okay with something and then keep raising it as a frustration. And that's a hard conversation you need to have with yourself, maybe in front of a mirror, where you say, well, this is how this will be. Is that something that I can overlook? Because there's so many other aspects of my relationship that are wonderful. Or is this a deal breaker for me? And I'm just going to continue not being happy. And it's not a decision that you may land at overnight. It might take some time. That maybe initially you think that you're okay with the scenario. But as more time passes, you realize, no, the way that you feel is bigger than you being in that relationship. And then you might reevaluate whether or not you want to stay in there. And that's another conversation for you to have. My one tip and advice would be, be honest. You don't have to be controversial. You don't have to be confrontational. You don't have to be aggressive, but be honest. Be honest first with yourself. Second, be honest with the person that you're with. Because that person can never come back to you and say, you didn't tell me. So lay it all on on the table. My approach to love, guys, and this is true of relationships as well, is if you're in, be a thousand percent in. If you're out, leave nothing on the table and be out. So if you're going to pursue a relationship, if you're going to continue being in a relationship, despite things about it that you like or that you don't like, commit. Commit to either sticking it out and give yourself, you could give yourself a time frame. You could say, I'm going to be okay with this situation for the next three months or for the next six months. If I continue feeling the same way that I'm feeling today, then here's my exit strategy. 
But you can't continue blaming someone else unless they're forcefully keeping you in a relationship for your unhappiness. You really can't. No one is responsible to make anybody happy in this world. Even when we're in a relationship, we make our partner happy or we should strive to make our partner happy because in their happiness lies our happiness. When we do something nice for someone else, and this is something I will tell anyone that comes asking me for advice. If you're going to do something for someone else, do it for the simple reason that it makes you happy. Don't do it for the accolades. Don't do it for the fame or the glory or to have your ego stroked. Genuinely do it because just the act of doing something for someone else is giving you joy. So you're not really helping anyone else. You're helping yourself because you want to get that feeling. And when you shift your perspective like that in relationships, it does wonders for your relationships because you don't approach those relationships from the sense of entitlement. Nobody has to be with you for the rest of their life. I mean, look at the divorce rate. People really aren't. The goal shouldn't be we will like stick it out no matter what, no matter how unhappy we are for the rest of our lives. The goal should be I will strive to make you happy and for the other person, the same thing. I will strive to make you happy. But in that, that process, you also have to be happy. You also have to be content. Don't stay in a situation because of guilt. Don't stay in a situation because it's convenient. Don't stay in a situation just because you're too much of a coward. I hate to say it, but I've seen a lot of guys go through this to actually leave. Because when you look back in the story of your life, you're going to see so many chapters that there's were wasted in a situation that you should have left long ago. And on the other side of it, sometimes these conversations provide opportunities to strengthen your bond. And that's really what today's topic is about. It's about creating that balance so you are more fulfilled in your relationship. So your relationships are a lot better, both with yourself because you're acknowledging what you like about the relationship or what doesn't make you happy and you're more in touch with yourself, but also with your partner. Your partner deserves honesty. They deserve for you to be transparent when you're not happy about things. They don't deserve to just come home one day and then seeing that the house is empty because you've been upset about something for so long and you've lost it at this point. No, that's not fair to your partner. So I hope you guys found today's episode insightful. I definitely want to talk about this more in the future and give you guys more tips on how to create that balance in that relationship because this topic is so huge because there's so many different scenarios that we can tackle. But I hope today was like a nice foundation. And if you are in a situation like this or if somebody in your life is, I hope some of these tips really go a long way in strengthening your relationship and bringing back the happiness both for yourself and for your partner. So until next time, this is your host, Miss Anonymous. You're now checked out of the rehab. Bye guys.